a Monday afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. We got a good one for you. I guess it was like a tease. I I always thought it was a tease. I, I give credit to Jefferson Parish for Kenner, specifically the city of Kenner, I should say, not Jefferson Parish. This was funded by the city of Kenner. They hired an outside company. I believe it was out of Atlanta. Wonderful Atlanta, a place you don't want to go. Anyway, um, they brought in this group out of Atlanta and they studied the lakefront and the riverfront and what Je- what Kenner can do to, you know, utilize that space because they don't utilize the lakefront or the riverfront at all. And then the Corey Johnson kindergarten obvious answer came out like, why aren't you people living out there? Why aren't there houses and condos and apartments on the Batcher, on the river? At Rivertown and on the lake, why aren't there condos and why aren't you living on the water? What's the problem? Like, you know, that's just obvious. New Orleans has the river, the lake. We've got 1.2 million in the metro. Maybe a thousand people live on the water, not tens of thousands like Miami. It's insane. It's insane. So anyway, they came up with pretty good ideas of what to do with the river and the lakefront. Some company comes in, uh, Atlantis, and it's Las Vegas based. They're basically going to take the 40 acres of the Kenner Lakefront site and invest nearly half a billion dollars. Luxury condos, restaurants, music venue, a hotel, a marina, and maybe a casino. I mean, ultimately, it's to take over the treasure chest license. Buy it, have the treasure chest go somewhere else to Lake Charles, get another license, something. This private development now appears to be dead. I don't know enough of the answers. Thank God I don't follow Kenner politics at a micro level, just more of a macro level. I know the major players. I know how it works. What what I find funny about Kenner, Metairie, North Shore folks, St. Bernard folks, wherever, they, they kind of laugh about New Orleans and it's like, uh, it's New Orleans transplants that are doing the political shenanigans in Jefferson and the North Shore. I'm not saying it's hard to find someone that was born in Jefferson. It's easy. But a lot of those folks are New Orleans transplants. I'm not saying it's hard to find a new, a North Shore native. But the majority are South Shore transplants. The majority of North Shore residents are South Shore transplants, not North Shore natives. It's New Orleans North Shore. It's the exurbs of New Orleans, Mandeville, Covington, if you like it or not. And I think you like it. Otherwise, you would have moved to Atlanta or Houston or Dallas or somewhere. You like New Orleans, love, hate, staying on the North Shore. So anyway, Kenner was going to uh, get this development. I shouldn't say he was going to get this development by former Kenner Mayor Ben Zahn was getting green lighted. Kenner was on board. This uh, uh, Atlantis group was going forward trying to get the water bottom leases from the state so they could, you know, put their stuff over the water. Now, it's new mayor, Michael Glazer in Kenner, and 
apparently Glazer and former Mayor Ben Zahn are not friends at all. They're kind of, you know, button heads. Kenner Mayor Michael Glazer, the present mayor, says the Atlantis Gaming Corp, this group that was going to that was proposing half a billion dollars or more of investment on the lakefront that former Mayor Ben Zahn believed in. Present Mayor Kenner Glazer says they're con artists. Couldn't prove what their plan was, where the money was coming from. Atlantis says we have to get those, you know, rights to the water bottoms first before any bank will step forward. Here's the deal. I mean, are the rights to the water bottom key where they can be sold to somebody else that wants to develop on the lake? Something's coming to the lake front of Kenner. And you want legitimate people to be able to build on it and build on it quickly. I'll never forget the old Minnesota Timberwolves. We got them. That was the headline on the paper. We got them. 1992, I believe. 93. Like 30 years ago, the Minnesota Timberwolves of the NBA were going to move to New Orleans. The group that was buying them was called Top Rank of Louisiana, I believe. It was Bob Arum, the old boxing promoter. Fred Hoffeintz, the old Houston mayor. Essentially, that group, Top Rank of Louisiana, had, was a new company, had no background, no history. These guys did their reputations, but where was the money coming from? The money was coming from the agreement where the T-Wolves could move to New Orleans. Joe's running my controls. I'm on this side of the glass. Joe and I could have an agreement. The New York Knicks are moving to New Orleans, whatever, if we had, didn't have an NBA team. Any bank, any financial institution on planet Earth would lend us the money to make that deal go down. Because we have, quote, the rights to move the team. We have an agreement from the Knicks, in this case, real life, it's the T-Wolves, to move the T-Wolves to New Orleans. They, ha- they had an agreement with the ownership. But NB- the NBA owners as a group, the NBA, the league, had to approve that. And David Stern's a shrewd operator. He realized these guys don't have any money. This isn't some billionaire. This isn't somebody that can just go write a check or go get the money quickly. This is a guy or a group, I should say, that only can get the money if we approve the deal. And anyone, the bum on the street, no offense, can get the, the loan if the NBA approves the relocation. So maybe it's getting those water bottoms in Kenner and then this Atlantis group is selling it to someone else and they may do a deal. And it's totally different from the $400 million deal that Atlantis originally threw up to get the deal. I don't know if that's their plan or not. Maybe they're totally legitimate. Maybe they're not. Maybe Benzon had a $450, $500 million development coming to Kenner's lakefront and Mayor Michael Glazer destroyed it. Or maybe Michael Glazer's right on the money and they're con artists all I know the bad news is and it's sort of silly to even say it's bad news if it was never real news to begin with but the hope the desire that half a billion dollars were coming to Kenner's lakefront ain't happening now 
Councilman Eugene Green of District D is like, why don't you come to South Shore Harbor, past the Lakefront Airport, do your development there. I'll talk to him about that. And I was thinking a similar thought when that Slidell Casino project was voted down in St. Tammany. Hey, why don't you just come four miles across the lake and do it in Irish Bayou by that castle, by the by the gas station, the end of New Orleans right there, the end of the road before you hit the twin span. Why don't you just come four short miles across the lake and do that right there? And you still have all the Slide L people and New Orleans East people going to it, right? I don't think that was ever broached. I don't think it's like, we don't want to be in the tip of Orleans Parish, four miles from St. Tammany and our site. We want to be on the tip of St. Tammany in Slidell. Have no idea. We'll talk to Eugene Green about that and District D in general. He joins us in about five minutes on the program. Arnie Filco, former New Orleans City Councilman, he just got back from Ukraine. From Ukraine. He's going to join us in the 5 o'clock power hour. Corey Johnson with you on a Monday afternoon. Gorgeous day. Incredible weather. Get outside and enjoy. What a, what a great weekend. I was in Audubon Park walking Tolly, having a good time yesterday. Just glorious weather day. Tough to beat. Really, really tough weather to beat. Like morning, you're wearing like a jacket. It's kind of cool. Like more than cool, almost cold, like at 6, 7 a.m. And then by 1, 2, 3 in the afternoon, you literally could go hang out by the pool, go to the beach. Crazy. Corey Johnson on a Monday afternoon. Two years back on Saturday, by the way, since Russia invaded Ukraine. Arnie Filco will join us in the 5 o'clock power hour to discuss that. Hey, Young's Dry Cleaning. I'll be visiting with Dale over at Young's on Wednesday. Their restoration department probably will bring them that hall runner, that little rug I've got in my hallway. It's time for a cleaning. Young's Dry Cleaning can handle it. Your regular dry cleaning, rugs, runners, fine linens, drapes, youngsdrycleaning.com, a New Orleans institution. YoungsDryCleaning.com. Check them out. The Port of New Orleans is the gateway to global commerce, the economic engine that moves Louisiana and our country forward. For more than 125 years, Port Nola has continued to deliver the goods we use each and every day by river, rail, and by road. No matter what, it all happens right here, delivering Louisiana's future at the Port of New Orleans, your working river. Learn more about your Port of New Orleans. Visit Portnola.com. At Helm Paint, we go the extra mile with free delivery anywhere in the metro area. In the middle of a job and short on paint, call us and we'll come to you. Short on time? Call in your order and pick it up in the drive-thru at our Earhart Boulevard location. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore. Let us steer you in the right direction. The Woodhouse Day Spa, with five airy locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and now Mandeville. A day of relaxation is just moments away at the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com Did you know Rouse's sells only Angus beef? Angus beef's natural marbling means more succulence and flavor. Whether you choose Rouse's USDA Prime, Choice, or Select, it'll be only Angus beef when you get it at Rouse's. Tastes like home. 
The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, it's open now. We fix cars and trucks. We do all makes and models. And it doesn't have to be a Ford or a Lincoln. It could be whatever you're driving. 32,000 square feet under roof. Now open at 3101 Williams Boulevard. It's all about you, the customer, getting the most for your dollar. I would say the most perfect collision center anywhere. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, 3101 Williams Boulevard. Go check it out. Young's Dry Cleaning has free pickup and delivery. That's right. Young's Dry Cleaning has absolutely free pickup and delivery. Home or office, East Bank or West Bank. Call Young's at 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. River City's Total Maintenance keeps you cool, New Orleans. NOLAAC.com is your cool spot. Trey Yen in Mandeville, a New Orleans tradition for over 40 years, serving the finest Louisiana-inspired Chinese cuisine. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Trey Yen. Here at the NOLA Coalition, we love our kids and we love our city. The people of New Orleans are standing together for a better future. By harnessing our collective resources, the NOLA Coalition will create a safer, or prosperous city for all residents. Your support is needed to help reduce violence, invest in our children, and drive generational change. Join now at nolacoalition.info. Why wear the same old glasses that everyone else is wearing? Stand out from the crowd. Come to Art and Eyes. Art and Eyes is not your typical eyeglasses store. It's one of the finest eyewear shops in the country, right here in New Orleans, with precision-engineered prescription lenses and gorgeous high-quality frames from the heart of Europe, Japan, and the United States. Our products are thoughtfully curated, and our staff are here to help you find exactly the right frames. Art and Eyes on Magazine, as unique as you. That's what I said. That's French for bread. Leidenheimer. The French bread of the city of New Orleans. Good to the last crumb. Leidenheimer French bread. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria has over 15 specialty sandwiches, a big 10-ounce burger, and some of the best pizza in New Orleans. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview between Canal Boulevard and West End. Dave Miette Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miette. INSAgency.com. Dave Miette Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miette. INSAgency.com. You right, Crescent City and beyond. Corey Johnson back at you on a Monday afternoon. Spread the word. You can catch us on radio, on television, live every weekday afternoon. We're live on YouTube. Help our fledgling YouTube channel. <laughs> Click to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to grow that. I'm serious. Uh, also, uh, CoreyTalks.com, our website, has all the info there. Monday afternoon, I like bringing this guy on the program, Councilman Eugene Green, District D, City of New Orleans, joins us. What up, Eugene? Corey Johnson, good afternoon, and it's great to talk to you and to your listeners. And you're right, what a great weekend of weather and also 
the last couple of weekends, considering also the Mardi Gras weekend. What a way to, what a great time it is to be in New Orleans for a variety of reasons, but let's add the weather to it. Yep. Yeah. And we got so much more stuff coming up, huh? I mean, we're, March is going to be like a, we catch a, our breath. And then April, it's Jazz Fest and Zurich Classic and French Quarter Festival. It's We're just getting started, huh? Yeah, then we're going to go into a busy summer, which is going to include the Essence Festival. And um, don't forget, the Pelicans are going to be in the playoffs, so we're going to be watching some playoff games, too. I like that, that, too. New Orleans, we're going to have a basketball team in the playoffs. Yeah, and in April, hopefully into May. Hopefully That's into right. May. No doubt, Eugene. Good stuff. Hey, uh, your district is, uh, is it the most populated district? Must be. It's the most populated district. Um, that's going to change in a couple of years because we're required to have this population spread evenly across five districts. So yep. I'll be losing a little bit of the district, but, um, the bottom line is that it's a good sign because it is growing. Um, new houses under construction, people renovating houses. So it is the largest district. But, Corey, I'm also pleased that it includes six schools of higher education, eight high schools, a number of significant businesses, the Port of New Orleans, for example, um, and a lot of other areas for potential development. So I'm never lost for something to do in this district because of all the educational opportunities and the business opportunities. You know, as I mentioned, along the port, people don't pay attention, but a lot is going on, and the media doesn't so much, so much but a lot is going on along the port. We're going to be building. You mentioned Arnie Fielko. If he's listening, thank you very much for your work, Arnie Fielko, um, spearheading an effort that's going to result in us building the Ninth Ward Stadium, a football stadium, multipurpose stadium in the Desire area. Of course, we have a new Desire, Florida, multipurpose center. Uh, we finally got the residents of Gordon Plaza relocated off that toxic dump, and we've got new construction going on in a variety of places. Um, it's a good district to represent. Yep, no doubt. Hey, uh, those three three blocks or so where you kind of slip in tr- to Treme there, is that strictly on purpose? Like we get an extra councilman representing this district that needs support? Some of that, some of that um, Treme is going to be moved into District C into Councilman Freddie King's district. I could show it to y'all. Well, I mean, you only got like three uh, blocks of Treme, right? Well, it goes. No, it goes from. Well, you know, it depends on your definition of Tremaine. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, right. I, I think that's, that little that little cut in though, where it's like those three blocks south of Claiborne. I, I think that's uh, I, I think that's so you, so that area gets double gets double council support, which I don't have a problem well, with. But maybe I'm wrong. Know, I appreciate you saying that, but no, at the end of the day, there's a line drawn, and Freddie King's district, for example, is on one side. Um, for example, he and I. Share Claiborne Avenue. So um, my, the part of Claiborne Avenue that I share goes from Claiborne Avenue to Broad Street, Arlene's to Esplanade. And then on the other side, which is um, part of Treme, he would represent that down to Rampart Street, for example, um, from Esplanade to Rampart to Arlene's Avenue to Claiborne. So we share Treme, but there'll be a little bit more consolidation as, as per redistricting. But I'm very pleased. And look, it may not necessarily be the official representative, but I'll be there because the Treme area includes some great institutions, and I certainly will want to be there. And I know that we highlight Dookie Chase Restaurant. We highlight the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club. But there's a lot of other things going on in the district with the schools, for example, yep. and also 
you know, other institutions, um, you know, Phyllis um, Wheatley School, for example, and also other institutions. And it might just include St. Peter Claver, for example, um, a historic church in the middle of it. Um, there's a lot going on in the district. So Councilman King and I are certainly going to share responsibilities and we're motivated by the district. Great. Uh Peter Claver story for you, Eugene. This is like 25 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, 25 probably. I was like, you know, a Catholic boy, hadn't been to church in a while. Maybe I need to get back to church. Maybe I need a different scene, you know? So I was like, I mean, I'll go to Peter Claver over there on Claver. And I went for about six or eight weeks straight. Just, you know, the electric guitar, the drums, the band. The huge dunking of the baby in the bath for the, for the baptism, all of this, you know, it's like, this is pretty cool. You know, it's probably 95% black audience, you know, which is different for me, which I didn't, I don't care. I'm a New Orleanian. It was fine with me. But what was the kicker was the priest was this white guy from Maine. I forget the priest's name. Beard, white guy from Maine was the head priest at Peter Claver and, he, it was time for the, uh, you know, where they, you give money or whatever. I forget what it's called already because I haven't been to Catholic church in so long. And they're passing around the basket for donations. And, uh, he, he basically pulls out some rap lyrics about don't want your dollars or your fives or your tens. You know, give me your twenties. Give me the fifties and the hundreds. Like, don't want your change. <laughs> it was just the audience was like we were peeing in our pants. It was one of the most brilliant. The audience loved him. He loved the audience. Just that, that angle of the square white guy from Maine using the rap lyrics from like inner city. I was, it was like, I've never seen a connection like in my life like that. It was just hysterical. But then a few weeks later, I got tired of going to church and blew it off again, Eugene. Well, you should go back and visit St. Peter Claver. They combine very well the traditional with um, the modern. And, yep. Um, yep. They're very motivated out of community. You have people who all their lives gone to St. Peter Claver and they're yep. 80 and 90 years old. But you also have young people who are moving into the district who are rehabilitating housing. They've chosen to be a member of the church because of its activity, because of its history, and because of some of the things that you gave that kind of as an example. Sometimes you can be a little bit um, relaxed and a little bit into the enjoyment side of worship and being a member of a um, congregation, and um, I think St. Peter Claypool does that well. And I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm pleased I have an opportunity to go there. Of course, there are also over 100 churches in my district, so I can't get to everybody, but you know, I'm always pleased when I have an opportunity to go there for um you know, a program, or recently I was there because they were working with St. Augustine Church. That's, working is not the word, but they hosted a reception for the priest at St. Augustine Church, the Catholic Church was leaving. Um, but, you know, they, they're in touch with the Treme community and New Orleans very well. I know a large number of members of St. Peter Claver. They're New, very happy. New Orleans Councilman. Now, because you said that, you know I'm going to tell somebody there that you're going to be coming back soon. you got to come back. For I time. hope. No, that might motivate me to go. Maybe that's why we're talking about it. Councilman Eugene Green, District D, is with us. Hey, Eugene, i got a break in like three minutes, and I haven't even touched on some questions I wanted to ask you, but now I want to ask you something about Treme. Can you stay a few minutes after the break coming up in a few minutes? Yes, I can do so. Okay, great. Hey, uh, before I get into the questions I had planned for you, uh, since we're on Treme, uh, 
I went and visited just last week. I was down on Dumaine and Claiborne's in the Treme talking to uh, uh, Amy Stelly and her husband, Philip. I'm sure you yeah. know the Stellies who uh, yeah. are big-time advocates of the removal of the Claiborne I-10. Uh, we are in full agreement, the Stellies and myself, but I think a bigger, wider, taller version needs to be put in place on the outside of the existing one. It, it, it can't be replaced with surface roads or going out towards Metairie and then getting on I-610 out there. That's my thoughts. But we all are in agreement that it needs to go. What, what's going on, Eugene, with the I-10 Claiborne? I mean, Biden talked about it. He used it as an example of like a, a mistake in America that needs to be fixed. And now Mitch Landrew's gone from helping out in that situation. What's up with the Claiborne's I-10? Well, as far as as far as a representative of the area, I'm focused on doing what it takes to help the cleanup of the area happen. You notice that we closed that encampment that had been there for a very long time, which was a detriment to the entire community. I'm working on public safety and cleanliness. And um, to be very honest with you, if there are forces that be that make it happen, that the interstate gets torn down and something else gets redone, then we'll be moving in the direction of providing services in that area. We all we all recognize what a detriment it was, what a terrible thing that was done at the time for that particular community. Yep. It's just that so many communities have been built up around coming toward the um, downtown area on Claiborne Avenue that it becomes very difficult to imagine where the surface traffic would go. Now, exactly. we talked about another alternative, which is a third or fourth alternative. Open to all alternatives as long as it's done in the interest of the residents of the community and the residents of our city. The bottom line is that um, if there's an opportunity within the federal government, because it would certainly have to be funded by the federal government, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars, by the time you would finish um, with what, that's not just a teardown, you have to readjust in certain areas. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. If the federal government is, is on board with that. We've had discussion for a while. There's infrastructure dollars that look at that. It's our job to make it work the best it can for the yep. community. Yep. No, you, you, uh, I know this sounds crazy. You can't build the airport first and not have the access road. No, you have to have everything in place before you tear it down. Eugene Green's coming right back. Councilman District D, don't move. It's time to relax. The Woodhouse Day Spa, Metro New Orleans' premier day spa experience, now with five area locations. For a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway, the Metro area's premier day spa experience is at the Woodhouse Day Spa. And now five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and our newest location in Mandeville, the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseBars.com. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M dot com. Here at the NOLA Coalition, we love our kids and we love our city. The people of New Orleans are standing together for a better future. 
By harnessing our collective resources, the NOLA Coalition will create a safer, more prosperous city for all residents. Your support is needed to help reduce violence, invest in our children, and drive generational change. Join now at nolacoalition.info. 1970 was an exciting time in New Orleans. The first Jazz Fest was held, the city hosted its first Super Bowl, and the first home paint location opened on Earhart Boulevard. While the floppy disks, mood rings, and pet rocks may have come and gone since the 70s, Helm Paint has grown to become your premier source for quality Benjamin Moore products, competitive pricing, and personal service. Please visit one of our locations today, and we'll meet our competitors' prices on any identical product. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore, let us steer you in the right direction. Helm Paint and Supply. When USA Today ranked the 10 best must-visit New Orleans restaurants for travelers, Mid-City's own Katie's made the list. USA Today says Scott Craig is chef-owner at Katie's, a much-loved Creole-Italian eatery that draws armies of regulars for lunch, brunch, and dinner. A neighborhood spot where locals congregate and New Orleans-style hospitality rules. Indeed it does. Katie's in Mid-City. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Ladies and gentlemen, in this Lamarck Automotive Complex is something called Quick Lane. Tires, wheel alignments, you know, struts, servicing your transmission. We do an all makes and models. It doesn't have to have been purchased from us. It's for you. It handles your lifestyle with your budget in mind. And we want to get you in and out as quick as possible. Quick lane. You gotta come see it. You're gonna love the experience. Right there at Williams Boulevard in Kenner. The Woodhouse Day Spa, with five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and now Mandeville. A day of relaxation is just moments away at the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com Outdoor dining, Middle Eastern cuisine, under the oak trees, Lebanon's Cafe, some of the city's finest lamb chops and shish kebab, Carrollton at Jeanette by the streetcar barn, Lebanon's Cafe. For Leidenheimer Baking Company, producing the perfect French bread is more than a vocation. It's a sacred mission. And for five generations, they've used the same time-honored process, baking their signature loaf with its crisp crust and delicate center, unique and still good to the last crumb. From the finest French Quarter restaurants to your local po'boy shop, for over 125 years, New Orleans' own Leidenheimer. Councilman Eugene Green, District D, joins us. Eugene, I apologize. Mirabu Water Garden, is that in your district? On the construction right now. If you drive by, you can see at Cartier and Owens, for example, there's a lot of work that's going on right now. It's going to be a it's going to be a great project for the um, it's going to be a great project for the Gentilly area, but for the entire metropolitan area. Yeah, and I saw come by and learn about living with water and doing those things that it takes to kind of make our city safer. So it's going to be an outstanding project, but it was a project that was long in coming. Yep. And now it's under construction. Yeah, it's, it's a nice. 25 mil in federal funding. That's fantastic. It's about time it'll drain a lot of that. I call it the Oak Park neighborhood, but it's 
Got a bunch of different names now. That Gentilly area by the New Holy Cross School, Old Redemptive yeah, Cabrini. It's, it's the Oak Park neighborhood. It's, some people have it. The Cartier community, yep. the Parathos community, the Bancroft community, the Pilot Land, the St. Bernard. But the bottom line is that it's going to be a great example of what we can do to build a stronger city in terms of resilience and ability to respond to something that's not going to change. And that's going to be water and um, increased amounts of water uh, thrown out by certain rain events. And just as good in general to be able to rebuild our green infrastructure. I should have known that was in your district by about three blocks. I think your district ends at Wisner, right up again. I think you butt up against the park, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Eugene Green's with it. You mentioned one thing. I have time. I want to mention one other thing to you, and you brought it up. I want you to know that Claiborne Avenue, in terms of that area that's under the interstate, can be a very viable area. If they're going to tear it down, that's one thing. But we can't accept that it shouldn't be clean. We can't accept that it shouldn't be an area that's free of encampments that are unsanitary by the general nature and that are a detriment to the community. I'm going to be working on enhanced lighting, enhanced public safety. We have state troopers coming in, and Claiborne is a state thoroughfare. We're going to do enhanced. I'm going to ask the governor, well, you know, I'm not asking the governor. I ask the police department to ask the governor to help with the patrols in that area. That should be a nice area. You should be able to park your car somewhere in the community or along Claiborne Avenue and then see and enjoy that area that's under the interstate. It'll it'll never rain under it, and it has potential because there is parking for it to be attractive. We see something happening now at the corner of Arlene's and Claiborne. The Ujama um, development is taking place. That'll be an interesting area for entertainment and for cultural expressions. That should happen all along Claiborne Avenue, from St. Bernard to Arlene's and even beyond St. Bernard Avenue areas under the bridge. So we're going to make it attractive um, in its present state. If it happens that it comes down in t- over time, that's going to be fine. No, I think in the meantime, lighting it up, cleaning it up, uh, parking lot type stuff that's, I guess, diverse to do other things. I definitely wouldn't invest a lot of money. It is it's loud. I mean, I was just talking to the Stellies last week. We were right there, and they were saying they live two blocks from it, a block and a half from it. They're like, we're not going under there. No one's going under there. I mean, it's it's loud. It's No one's going to go picnic under there or hang out under the I-10. But you're right, Eugene, as far as dark, dank, crappy, uh, uh, not lit up, uh, overgrown weeds, trash, all that. No, it needs to be cleaned up, and it should be, but... Eventually, it's got to go. Hey, um, uh, this is pretty important, I think. I, now, I know your district stops at City Park, but don't you hit the lakefront in parts all the way to the lake? Absolutely. From like Lake Terrace South, and no. Lake Oaks, isn't that you? Yes. Okay, real quick. Uh, I think this is of vital importance, Eugene, and I'm not kidding, and I'm not dissing any other areas. When the Super Bowl comes next year, all those billionaires and millionaires and decision makers and CEOs. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. These people arrived by private jet at Lakefront Airport. No, nothing more needs to be said about the level of people we're talking about, the decision makers, people that could invest in New Orleans. There needs to be, uh, Billy Nungesser's on board, uh, Michael Heck from Greater New Orleans Inc. Uh, literally like police presence where and signage that, you know, Super Bowl, downtown New Orleans, all that. Uh, forget about your GPS. 
The cars come out of Lakefront Airport. They do not go anywhere near Dalman Road. There, It is impossible for a vehicle from Lakefront Airport during Super Bowl to go up Dalman Road to Chef Highway to get on the I-10 by the twin span. I'm not joking either. They got to go over the Seabrook, get on Lakeshore Drive, go past Franklin. Can't turn left on Franklin no matter what GPS says. Cannot turn left at Elysian Fields. Cannot turn left at Paris Avenue. Have to go to Canal Boulevard to I-610 to go downtown. We only have one first impression. We don't have time to clean up the entire city. The the route I just mentioned is already pretty nice. Rich, wealthy billionaires can't get off their private jet, get in the limo, and go up Dalman Road to the Chef Highway, unless they've got some crazy thing for the, whatever it is, the Downs Lounge or whatever the thing's called down there, you know? No, Corey, uh, I will say this. At the end of the day, we've done a number of Super Bowls, and not only that, but, I mean, even though we're going to see a lot of planes come in, we'd be surprised that there are planes that come in for certain Sugar Bowl games, depending on who's in the game, and um also, a number of planes come in for Mardi Gras. I mean, I understand that, but I mean, it's hard to say. Here's a sign that says to downtown New Orleans, go this way, and you're passing up this street, you're passing up that. No, street. it's not. You have police presence, and, and it's for three or four days. It's easy to do. I, I'm telling you, Eugene, I drive into New Orleans first time. I'm rich. I come up Dalman Road, and I hit Chef Highway to get on the I 10. I'm like, this city is really beat up and, and rough. If I go up Elysian Fields by UNO or Paris Avenue, I live by Paris. I grew up out there. It's not the best look. Canal Boulevard is a great look. I don't know why I would so what, be, you know, forced what to. What you're suggesting then is that you would like to see enhancements along those boulevards, for example. Oh, of course, ultimately. More, more trees, for example. I mean, all those things can't happen. Can't, can't do it in 11 months. I think that when folks come in town, they're just looking for And then, look, you say GPS. I can't stop GPS from taking them to the most. If police are at at just four roads, they can only go to Canal Boulevard. Dalman, they're forced on Lakeshore Drive, Franklin, ES, Elysian Fields, Paris Avenue. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you plug in to to a particular hotel, it's going to take you to a direct route. I can't change that. But at the end of the day, I can make the routes look right. The bottom line is that I think people, of course, we can do something. You cannot make Paris Avenue, Franklin, and Elysian Fields look right in 11 months, Eugene. You but can't. I can't change the GPS directions to it either, so I should. I know. We're just, you're not listening or we're not connecting. It's four streets you have to block. You know your district. You go over Leon C. Sauvignon and Lakeshore Drive. You only can turn left at Franklin, Elysian Fields, and Paris Avenue. There's no other way mean? to turn you mean, left. You mean, you mean physically block it? Have police in SUVs with roadblocks, local traffic only, and beautiful signs saying Super Bowl, CBD, welcome to New Orleans, home of Mardi Gras, all kind of stuff. You jazz it up. I mean, uh, painting. People come in, people come in for Mardi Gras for the first seven, I mean, I'm sorry. For the Super Bowl for a whole week in advance. I'm talking strictly about the rich people on private jets at Lakefront Airport. I don't have a police presence that can just direct the rich so that they can avoid the sight of a particular area. I think it's going to happen. You want to wager my plan gets... You want me to have a flashing light of a police officer at the corner of of Franklin saying... I I will wager with you that plan is implemented for the Super Bowl, this Corey plan. You want to bet? 
<laughs> hey, Eugene, no, Eugene, that. Eugene. There's no way I'm going to have a flashing light 24 hours a day. The police, no, no, just the for five or six days, like the, the Tuesday, Wednesday through Sunday when the big planes are coming. That's it for five days. Hey, real quick, I told from Kenner to the CBD, we need outside objective people to ride the routes and be like, what looks good? Put a spotlight on that. What do we need to paint and cover up or plant trees well, in front gonna, of? That you're going to see being done. Yep, yep. The state is spending a lot of money on that. They're going to have different color lights on the preference to be measured. Yep. We're going to ride the ways. But bottom line, you're going to see the state do that. I mean, that's that I, I can't say that I'm able to lease almost 24 hours a day with a light. Turn on Franklin. You can't turn on Legion Field. You just make it look nicer. But I also think that when people who are in that price range, if you will, go to cities, they understand and don't expect that. You know, there are some areas where the game is in an area that is not desirable at all. They don't even have a beautiful tree-lined route to get there. They think about that. They're not necessarily saying, I'm not coming back to New Orleans if we don't do it differently. This is our 11th Super Bowl. We must be doing something right. Oh, no, of course, of course. It hasn't changed locations, and people find a way to get downtown. I just, you know, you you come into Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Austin, Charlotte, Nashville. You, that it's it's tough competition. Dalman Road doesn't compete. And unless we're fighting with Flint, or like Newark or East LA, we can compete with Downman Road. Hey, uh, real quick, Eugene, uh, this Kenner $500 million casino goes bye bye. Only Eugene Green steps up. Hey guys, why don't you come on over to the South Shore Harbor with your 500 million? <laughs> South Shore Harbor is being developed. I'll say this. We have a lakefront area, but you mentioned the bayou, um, you know, the, the areas of, Eastern New Orleans, and we have areas even along the inner, inner um, harbor navigational um, canal, which is basically yep. the industrial yeah. canal. If somebody wants to consider, there's development that's taking place in New Orleans right now, whether it be Terviva or a new industrial park next to NASA, other developments that are taking place that maybe don't get a lot of attention, but they still represent the fact that we can get things done in the city of New Orleans. I encourage anybody who looks at a an investment opportunity to consider the city. We do have waterways that can support it. We have interstate that runs right through the city, sometimes a detriment, but sometimes our benefit. And we are very open to supporting development that takes place in the city, especially in my district. Yes, to be very honest with you, I'm the former head of economic development for the city. I'm in a position where I've seen a lot of projects happen in our city that have transformed areas of our city. I'm very open to development in District D. Remember, it includes a lot of areas. It includes the, yep. the um, port and other facilities like that, parts of the port. You know, I'd be glad to talk to anybody who wants to consider a location. Was that just a quote in the paper, or did you talk to the Atlantis Gaming Group and be like, guys, come try New Orleans East? Well, you can you can say that. Councilman Eugene Green is very supportive of economic development. I've been the head of economic development. But in my district, as I mentioned, there is vacant land. There is the um, Inner Harbor Navigational Canal, which goes right through the district on which there's available land. Yep. Um, yep. New Orleans East has its benefits. You know, that, that casino that in Slidell, that, that, that casino development in Slidell, Eugene, right across from the twin span, when that failed, the Slidell voters didn't vote it in. I'm thinking, how about in, like, you know, Irish Bayou, by that castle, by the gas station out in the Far East? 
I think that if you advocated for it and they were open-minded and looked at the possibilities, if it was going to work there uh, at the first exit of Slide Hill, it can certainly work potentially exactly. in Parish. Exactly. Four miles away. I recognize the voters would have to be involved. Yep. So I don't want it to be said that Eugene Green said Project <laughs> East is located exactly. in the eastern part of New Orleans. But I'll say this. We've been very supportive of projects. For example, Six Flags wasn't a flop. Trina flooded it, but at the end of the day, it was successful. No, it was working in 04 and 05. You're right. It was starting to work. You're right. Yes. You're right. Eugene, good call on, uh, Eugene Green is not saying bring a casino to the East. I'm, let's get that straight. But you're open yeah, to business. Well, I just don't like headlines, even no, though exactly. in reality, that's kind of what I would be saying. Consider it at least. But yes. at the end of the day, voters and community would have to look at it. But if you look at the Bayou Road, exit as a place for development, the people who live there be the ones to be concerned. It should be no concern for anybody else. It's not going to be a traffic situation. It's not going to be something where people are going to say they're bringing gambling to my particular community. The community is the Bayou Road community, which is undeveloped. But that's just one example, Corey. I just want to make it clear. Anybody who's listening, just know that what I'm saying is that we are open for development in our city. A lot is going on in our city. We can handle the bigger projects. Consider the city. Yep. Yep. Eugene, a pleasure. Thank you so much, as always. You're welcome. Call me anytime, Corey. All right. That's Eugene Green, Councilman District D, joining us on the program. He is always available. I love it. Corey Johnson with you. At least for me, Corey Johnson with you. Coming right back. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, it's open now. We fix cars and trucks. We do all makes and models. And it doesn't have to be a Ford or a Lincoln. It could be whatever you're driving. 32,000 square feet under roof. Now open at 3101 Williams Boulevard. It's all about you, the customer, getting the most for your dollar. I would say the most perfect collision center anyway. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, 3101 Williams Boulevard. Go check it out. Scott Craig of Katie's Restaurant. All of my ingredients are fresh. Nothing comes out of a can here. Nothing. All of our seafood is Louisiana. All of our vegetables are Louisiana vegetables. It's a neighborhood restaurant. Katie's in Mid-City. From the owners of Katie's in Mid-City and Bienvenue in Harahan, an old-school deli with over a dozen specialty sandwiches. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview between Canal Boulevard and West End. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria. For over 120 years, New Orleans' very own Leidenheimer French Bread. 
It's time to relax. The Woodhouse Day Spa, Metro New Orleans' premier day spa experience, now with five area locations. For a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway, the Metro area's premier day spa experience is at the Woodhouse Day Spa. And now five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and our newest location in Mandeville, the Woodhouse Day Spa, woodhousespas.com. You right, Crescent City and beyond. Corey Johnson back at you. Councilman Eugene Green, District D, just joining us. Arnie Philco's about 15 minutes away. Less than that, about 10 minutes or so. Former city councilman just got back from Ukraine. Boots on the ground, feet on the ground in Ukraine. Arnie Philco. Going to find out about that, his stance on that. Talk a little Israel and uh, Gaza and the war with Hamas. His Ninth Ward Stadium project, Nord, all kind of good stuff. Arnie Filco joining us, really right to start the 5 o'clock power hour. Brett Martell from the Associated Press will join us to conclude the 5 o'clock power hour. Boy, Rouse's Markets up until a few weeks ago, the aroma of king cakes, that cinnamon dough. Rouse's Markets over 60 years. That cinnamon dough king cake recipe goes back decades and decades and decades with the Rouse's family. Rouse's sells more king cakes every Mardi Gras than anyone else on planet Earth. They're number one. No one sells more king cakes than Rouse's Markets. Period. End of story. Now... It's crawfish season. So the cinnamon dough aroma is gone and the boiled crawfish just throughout the Rouse's store that you're in. They're boiling crawfish at just about each and every Rouse's live boiled crawfish, hot from the pot, ready to eat, boiling crawfish all day long. Their people at Rouse's employees, that's all they do, boil crawfish from where when they get there to when they leave. Hot from the pot, boiled crawfish at your Rouse's Markets, and live from the sack crawfish at your Rouse's Markets. And just like King Cakes, Rouse's sells more live crawfish, live boiled crawfish than anyone else anywhere. And Rouse's sells more live by the sack crawfish than anyone else. Rouse's Market, like your King Cake Mardi Gras home, it's your crawfish home, South Louisiana, Southern Mississippi, South Alabama, River Parishes, North Shore, from basically Lake Charles down the I-10 to Mobile and south down to the beaches. Rouse's Markets, best quality, best price, best selection, best crawfish. It's crawfish season at Rouse's. Tough to beat Rouse's. Hot from the pot, ready to eat, or I want to bring them home and cook them myself. Monday afternoon edition of the program. What a tease, that casino not coming to Kennebra. 
Well, I shouldn't say that casino. It was everything but the casino. Ultimately, it was a casino. That's what they're open for. It was luxury condos, a restaurant, a music venue, a hotel, a marina. Former Kenner Mayor Benzon and Atlantis Gaming Corp, a private development. Las Vegas-based company, ready to go. Now it's Kenner Mayor Michael Glazer. Glazer and Zahn don't get along. Maybe it's just that. I don't know. I don't think Glazer's killing a half a billion dollar deal for spite. Maybe he is. I doubt it. Atlantis Gaming Corp, Glazing, Glazer calls them con artists. They say they're waiting on the water bottom lease so they can, you know, get the money together and get the project going. I, I don't know if that's legit or not. I'm, I'm saying I don't know if it's legit. I'm not saying it's not legit. I don't know. I would think you need the b- bottom lease to, to get that project done. But also, if you get the water bottom lease, do then you have do you then have a value project? Hey, I own the Kenner Lakefront. I have the lease to the to the water rights. So then you can sell it off to another developer, not pull a penny out of your pocket, and make millions of dollars. Or, you know, is it? Hey, they got to get the lease, and then they'll be able to get the money, and they're going full bore ahead with the project. Kenner Mayor Michael Glazer says they're con artists. Former Kenner Mayor Ben Zahn says it's a half a billion project for the lake in Kenner. Either way, it's done. It's gone. It's gone. 51-year-old Leon Ruffin is on the loose. Black male, 5'9", 270 pounds, like a bowling ball. Being transferred for medical reasons. Supposedly he had a seizure, wasn't feeling right, whatever, went to West Jefferson Hospital. A single policeman was bringing him back. He caused problems in the vehicle. I don't know, just flailing around, whatever. When the vehicle was stopped, he had pepper spray. I don't know, must have got it from the hospital or something. I have no idea. Pepper sprayed the JPSO officer who fired at least three shots towards him during this. He jumped in the JPSO vehicle and took off. That was yesterday afternoon. The vehicle was found a few hours later abandoned in Algiers. If you know Leon Ruffin, call authorities. I'm sure there's a cash reward once they arrest him. But supposedly armed at least with the mace. He's 5'9", 270. That, that just, I don't care who you are. That's a, that, if you, if you have any kind of, uh, stamina, you're a, that's a bowling ball. And that's Blue Boy. What, buddy? You're about five nine two seventy in dog size. On TV on Cox Uh-oh. Channel 4 and Spectrum Channel 333. Also on YouTube. On radio at Nola Talk 93.9 FM. WSLA New Orleans. It's 5 p.m. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. 
That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M dot com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INS Agency dot com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INS Agency dot com. Young's Dry Cleaning has free pickup and delivery. That's right. Young's Dry Cleaning has absolutely free pickup and delivery. Home or office, East Bank or West Bank. Call Young's at 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. Fill the cities, total maintenance Rouse's, New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's has the only full-service grocery stores both in the French Quarter on Royal Street and in the CBD on Barone in the old Sewell Cadillac building. The Rouse's on the River, Chapatulis at Napoleon, is in a century-old warehouse. And uptown on Ferret at the corner of Valence is Rouse's all-new boutique store. With seven locations in Orleans Parish, Rouse's is New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's Markets. Taste like home. It's time to relax. The Woodhouse Day Spa, Metro New Orleans' premier day spa experience, now with five area locations. For a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway, the Metro area's premier day spa experience is at the Woodhouse Day Spa, and now five area locations. New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and our newest location in Mandeville. The Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center It's open now We fix cars and trucks We do all makes and models And it doesn't have to be a Ford or a Lincoln It could be whatever you're driving 32,000 square feet under roof Now open at 3101 Williams Boulevard It's all about you, the customer Getting the most for your dollar I would say the most perfect collision center anywhere The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center 3101 Williams Boulevard. Go check it out. That's what I said. That's French for bread. Five generations. Family owned and operated. Leidenheimer French bread. Hi, this is Joey Helm. My dad, Bunky Helm, had a vision. A vision of a locally family-owned store serving the residential and commercial paint needs of New Orleans. I think dad would be proud of today's Helm paint and decorating. And here's why. We have the best technical staff in the business, providing the best color matching service in Southeast Louisiana. Perfect matching for any color and any brand. And we'll save your color so you don't have to save those old cans. Helm Paint offers free two-hour delivery. Our in-store decorators will assist you on deciding what color and type of paint to best showcase your home. But most importantly, as your local independent Benjamin Moore dealer, our products provide the greatest value in the paint industry, superior coverage, and Benjamin Moore paint simply covers better and lasts longer. New Orleans is a city of vibrant color, and no one else provides the paints of New Orleans like Helm Paint and Decorating. Visit any of our six locations or online at HelmPaint.com. Ford F-150, number one seller in America. What about in the USA? Uh, let's see, what about in the world? Who sells more trucks? 
than Ford. Nobody. It's because the Lamont team is the real team. All that makes it happen is one goal. Everybody having a great experience at Lamont Ford. We became number one for a reason, because we're good. And we need to prove it every day, every deal, all the time. Mr. Drew Brees is 110% correct. I know a lot of you think that's a recorded bit. We pay Drew Brees thousands of dollars a year to do that live. We dial him up from La Jolla, California. Some of you know it as La Jolla. And we ask him, hey, what's going on, dude? And he says, this is New Orleans, and then slams the phone down and collects a check. Okay, that's all a lie. It's recorded. And he doesn't get any money from us either. One of the rare times Drew Brees' voice is used where he doesn't get money. I'm in the lows, man. Two by fours, all four. I'm your lows representative, Drew Brees. It is a Monday afternoon. Yeah, you right, New Orleans. Thanks for joining us. Hey, the five o'clock power hour this afternoon brought to you by Blue Plate Mayonnaise. New Orleans own Blue Plate Mayonnaise. A lot of you are like, where's my Blue Plate Mayonnaise? It's where it's always been. On your grocery shelf, at your Rouse's Markets, in the condiment section, the condiment aisle. It's there, but it's a different label. That old Blue Plate label that you recognize, it's no longer there. Brand new label, same great Blue Plate Mayonnaise inside that jar or squeeze bottle. A New Orleans family tradition since 1927. New look, same legendary taste, Blue Plate Mayonnaise, 5 o'clock power hour, brought to you by Blue Plate Mayonnaise. Last hour, Councilman Eugene Green, District D, joined us. There was a, I call it a tease, I was skeptical from the beginning, redeveloping Kenner's Lakefront, a half a billion dollar project, but not part of a casino, but... Condos and restaurants and music venue, hotel, marino, but not part of the casino. They eventually wanted the casino. A Las Vegas-based group, Atlantis, put together with former Kenner Mayor Ben Zahn, present Kenner Mayor Michael Glazer. Zahn and Glazer don't really get along. Glazer calls Atlantis Group a bunch of con artists, and that deal is basically dead. Atlantis Group says they are doing the final part of their deal, negotiating the water bottom rights with the state. I just question if, like, is that really the end of a deal and that's how it would go down? Would the city of Kenner already have those water bottom leases ready for a developer? Is the developer really going to build once he gets the leases or is he just going to sell it to another developer and make millions not putting up any money? So... Lots of questions to be answered there. I don't know enough about Kenner politics. All I know, this is ugly and maybe opportunity lost. Maybe not at all. Maybe a bunch of con artists and there was never an opportunity. And we've all just been in a hopeful mode for nothing. 
Saturday marked the two-year, I don't want to say anniversary, two years since Russia invaded Ukraine, an invasion that created a massive war. Former New Orleans City Councilman Arnie Filco was in Ukraine, just got back to New Orleans. He joins us live on the program. How you doing, Arnie? Hey, Corey, how are you? It's nice to be with you. Nice to be back in New Orleans uh, after being in East Europe for the last three weeks. Wow. Former NOLA City Councilman, he's getting his Ninth Ward Stadium project going. Just got back from Ukraine. It's former City Councilman, Arnie, not City Councilman. Still civic-minded. Yeah, it's it's former, definitely former. And uh, But my love for New Orleans has... Uh, Remained as strong as it was in 2006 when I ran and still love the city. It's the greatest city in, in the world. And, um, you know, I heard, uh, my good friend Eugene Green on, on your show. He's doing a phenomenal job in District D. And, you know, and I think the whole council is doing an excellent job trying to, you know, move this city along and get us ready for, you know, things like Super Bowl and, and other big events. So, Again, I'm I'm an optimist and a and a believer in New Orleans, and uh, but I know we want to talk Ukraine, so yep, yep. happy to do that with you. Well, I was um, going to say the fire truck's still available if you feel like running again. Uh, hey, hey, we'll talk. You remember that? Huh? Uh, yeah, I remember that. Hey, uh, we'll we'll talk Ninth Ward Stadium and some other stuff in a second. But yes, Ukraine is the main topic. First off, Arnie. Why did you go to Ukraine a few weeks ago? What what made you sure. go to Ukraine in in the middle of this you know war? Well, I think you know this. Um, I, I've been you know I I've been um, involved in advocacy and fundraising for Ukraine over the last two years since the war broke out in 2022. And I, I want to remind people, by the way, that this is the second war because the first war started in 2014. When Russia, you know, unlawfully invaded an area of Ukraine called the Crimea and took that in, in just an absolute land grab, unlawful against every rule of law that exists. And then again in 2022 did the same thing, attacked Ukraine. But I've been involved in advocating within Congress and other places. I've been fundraising. Um, I'm proud to say we've raised over a half a million dollars at this point. Uh, that has gone directly to Ukrainian uh, interest. And it, it all stemmed, Corey, in all honesty, from my daughters. Um, you know, we adopted two Ukrainian daughters uh, in 2007. They're both in college now here in Louisiana. But our, our family has a great love for Ukraine, and what's happening to the people there is just a travesty and, and a war crime. And uh, this is my third trip that I've taken there. Um, this trip was really interesting. I had a number of interesting meetings with some of the commanders in the military, um, with um, a deputy mayor of uh, one of the larger cities. And, um, you know, it, it's heartbreaking to watch, to be honest, what's happening to the people because, you know, they are courageously continuing the fight against, you know, a really evil force with Russia. And they need support. They need the U.S. to, in the, in Congress to pass the $60 billion deal that's on the table. Hopefully that will move this week. Um, 
And, you know, they're, they're willing to fight for their country and for democracy. They don't want American soldiers, but what they need is the arms and the munitions. And eventually, if we can give them that, there will be a diplomatic solution. That's the way this will end. But it has to be a diplomatic solution that's fair and just, not one where Putin comes to the table and demands, you know, everything under the, under the sun. So... That, that's why I was there. Um, we, we, I was also able to, you'll enjoy this, Corey, as a sports person. I was able to um, get a, a six-figure grant from a family foundation that has Ukrainian interest. And with that money, we're sending upwards of 50 kids uh, to the U.S. this coming summer to be able to attend sports camps here and get out of the war and have a little bit of relief and fun. We're buying sports equipment uh, for the organization throughout Ukraine. So, um, you know, those are the reasons that I went this time. And um, it was a little bit different visit than my earlier visits because when I first went, it was just in the days after the war. And, you know, Ukrainians were, you know, the, the women and the kids were leaving the country. The men were still there fighting. Um, you know, this one had settled down a little bit, this visit, and it was a little bit more of a normalcy to the country that I saw. But my message to New Orleanians and to Americans in general, support Ukraine. They're standing up for everything we believe in. Um, the other, the enemies on the other side are Russia, Iran, North Korea. There's really an access of evil with those countries. And, um, we, we need to support our ally. We really do, so that we don't have American soldiers eventually on the ground in East Europe. Arnie Fielko's with us, former New Orleans City Councilman, who just got back from Ukraine. How long were you there, Arnie? Uh, I, was, I was in Ukraine for five days, and kind of in the region in Slovakia and uh, the Czech Republic for another week after that. Um, but the, the time in Ukraine was very interesting. I was at a in a, a western, larger uh, a city in the western part of the country called Ujerod, which is really one of the cities, only cities that has not been attacked. I was going to say that's pretty, pretty years. unaffected, huh? It's what? It's pretty unaffected. What near Poland? Yeah, it's it's that's right on the border of Slovakia, oh. and very close to the border with Hungary. Gotcha. And it, it's to be honest, it's the it's the only region that really has not been subject to missile attack or drones. Although, although, Curry, I'll tell you a funny story. Is um, I think it was on the second day, about 7 in the morning, the alarms went off. <clears throat> this, uh, you know, the, the sirens went off throughout the city. So, of course, I had heard that there was no problem in this area. I ran down to the front desk of the hotel, and the lady almost starts laughing. And she goes, no, you're fine. Don't worry. And she explained to me that everywhere in Ukraine, their technology now is that when a Russian drone or missile is fired, they track it, and that same alarm goes off in every city across wow, Ukraine. Wow, wow. Um, I didn't Arnie, know that. Hold, hold that thought. No, i got to take a quick break. Hold on real quick. i got to take a quick break, Arnie. I'm going to come right back. Hold that thought. Arnie Filko's with us. Corey Johnson with you. Don't move. Young's Dry Cleaning, with two walk-up locations with personal service. Young's on Claiborne and Young's on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Young's Dry Cleaning. Call 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. 
the Lamarck Automotive Collision Center. It's open now. We fix cars and trucks. We do all makes and models. And it doesn't have to be a Ford or a Lincoln. It could be whatever you're driving. 32,000 square feet under roof. Now open at 3101 Williams Boulevard. It's all about you, the customer, getting the most for your dollar. I would say the most perfect collision center anywhere. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, 3101 Williams Boulevard. Go check it out. Rouse's Market is hiring. With 65 stores, fuller part-time employment, and flexible scheduling, Rouse's has a job for you. Or maybe even a career. Apply at any Rouse's store or online at rouse's.com. The Port of New Orleans is the gateway to global commerce, the economic engine that moves Louisiana and our country forward. For more than 125 years, Port Nola has continued to deliver the goods we use each and every day by river rail, and by road. No matter what, it all happens right here, delivering Louisiana's future at the Port of New Orleans, your working river. Learn more about your Port of New Orleans. Visit portnola.com. Rouse's Market is hiring. With 65 stores, fuller part-time employment, and flexible scheduling, Rouse's has a job for you, or maybe even a career. Apply at any Rouse's store or online at rouse's.com. Served in New Orleans' finest restaurants, Leidenheimer French Bread. There's a Middle Eastern restaurant that's less than five minutes from where Causeway and River Road meet, Lebanon's Cafe. Convenient to Old Metairie and Old Jefferson, Carrollton at Jeanette on the streetcar line, Lebanon's Cafe. Custom window treatments can enhance the look and value of your home. At Helm Paint and Decorating, we're proud to offer custom plantation-style window shutters by Scandia. Perfect for any window, including large frames, French doors, sliding doors, and arches. American-made SL300 shutters are available in many colors to match your personal decor. We'll come out to measure, and you'll receive fast delivery. Plus, they're virtually maintenance-free. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore, let us steer you in the right direction. Helm Paint and Supply. For Leidenheimer Baking Company, producing the perfect French bread is more than a vocation. It's a sacred mission. And for five generations, they've used the same time-honored process, baking their signature loaf with its crisp crust and delicate center, unique and still good to the last crumb. From the finest French Quarter restaurants to your local po'boy shop, for over 125 years, New Orleans' own Leidenheimer. The Woodhouse Day Spa, with five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and now Mandeville. A day of relaxation is just moments away at the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet, insagency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto, home, flood, business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet, insagency.com. 
In New Orleans, we don't eat to live. We live to eat. More is better. Scott Craig of Katie's. That is our slogan. More is better at Katie's. It means more of everything. Not just more food, more smiles, more friendship, more love. More, more, more. When you do something, you have to do it right. You know, it's all about more, and it's all more of the good things. Get more at Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Crescent City and beyond. Corey Johnson back at you on a Monday. I was running air conditioning for a little while today. AC, heat, River City's total maintenance is there. Fair and honest Lucas and the boys. Air conditioning and heating experts that come immediately. Find them online, nolaac.com. nolaac.com. Arnie Philco's with us. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Arnie. That break comes down the... Tracks, you got to get out of the way. You know radio, but you were talking oh, no. about Ukraine. I understand, and- Corey. Not a problem. Yep. Not a problem at all. You know, I think just the message I want to leave with you and your listening audience is we really need to support Ukraine in Congress right now. Uh, Europe and European countries are supporting them. Um, you know, there is a there is legislation pending right now. I know tomorrow's a big day because. You've got the four members, leaders of Congress, meeting with President Biden to talk through this and hopefully work this out. But, you know, Ukraine is standing on the front line of, of democracy right now, and it's an ally, and we need to support them. And one last thing that there's a misnomer out there, when we give money to Ukraine, 90% of that money stays in the United States. Um, it, it's It's what pays for the munitions that are built here in America. So we're not giving 60 plus billion to Ukraine. We're giving about 6 billion uh, total to them. And the rest is going to American companies. And I, I think that's something that people don't necessarily understand. And, and we need, look, and I'm, I'm appealing to speaker Mike Johnson. I'm appealing to leader Steve Scalise. These are two of our own. Yep. And they're the leaders of, of the house right now. You know, Please, please don't play political games. Yes, the border needs huge help. There's many issues domestically that we got to work on. But right now, our allies in Ukraine and also Israel need that support, need that funding, and it could be done literally in a matter of a day or two. Yep. No, it's all political games right now. Uh, If you honestly, objectively look at it and you try to get someone that's opposed to the to the uh, spending, Arnie, it would be some argument like we don't need to get into other people's business, something to that effect. Legitimate or not, it's really hard to go much farther than that from that side. As far as, you know, what you're talking about, I can rattle off like 20 different things and they're all legitimate from, all right, we, we got into this. You know, we, 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 we start, Russia invaded. It was, like you said, they took Crimea and then they took more. And then they finally put all these troops on the border and literally invaded this country, started a vicious war, a war of attrition where they're going to just blow up the cities and kill civilians to where Ukraine finally relents. We're, we're in, in this war. Uh, it, it, Ukraine could next expand to Poland or any of these other countries right on the edge of NATO. Uh, we're, we're basically, uh, by proxy, and I'm not trying to be selfish, Ukraine is fighting against Russia for us. We're supplying all the weaponry, basically, 
and they're decimating the Russian military. Um, it's about Ukraine sovereignty. It's about uh, taking all of our defense weapons that we have in warehouses and sending those to Ukraine. And then, like you said, the defense companies restocking those things. It's about Ukraine after the war, the United States rebuilding Ukraine, helping to rebuild Ukraine. I mean, I can keep going on and on and on. Yeah, and on. No. It's, it's <laughs> you ridiculous. You, you got it. You got it down. And, you know, and I think the one thing you said that people need to be aware of, we are, we in America are a member of NATO and section five of NATO says if a NATO country is ever attacked, um, America comes to their aid. Well, Ukraine is not a NATO country, but let me tell you, within literally miles, and I, I'm talking, you know, New Orleans east to Metairie is the is the distance between some of the Ukrainian cities in Poland or some of the Ukrainian cities in Slovakia. All it takes is one missile to hit one of those countries on the border, and America under under the NATO treaty is required to defend. So. Wouldn't it be better to help our Ukrainian allies beat Russia or at least get to a negotiating table where they're coming from strength? And that's why we need to do this. That's what, and that's what America stands for. You can't let another country now twice in 10 years just decide to come across the border and take your land. I mean, this is not World War II. So, again, it is a very important issue, and hopefully we're going to get some resolution and move on it over the next week. No, and it sends a message to the rest of the world if we lose and Russia wins. Russia's claiming a victory of the United States. Russia's taking Ukraine. Russia's thinking about further movement. That even when we hit them hard, uh, they, they seem pretty resilient. They're starting to reproduce weaponry in Russia. They're getting it from North Korea and Iran, like you mentioned, yeah. that axis of evil. It's, it's, it's really shocking. And the worst part, Arnie, it sends a message to China with Taiwan. It sends a message to, you know, all the H's, Hezbollah, Hamas, you know. 100%. You know, Houthis, I mean, the Houthis, all the American H groups. credibility is on the line. And if we've learned nothing else, it's that isolationism doesn't work. It didn't work in World War II, and it doesn't work today. We live in a global society. You can't just put your head in the sand and say, well, America first. I'm only going to worry about America because... If you want to worry about America, international global policy is part of that, yep. keeping us secure and safe. Yep. R- Ronald Reagan doctrine right there. Exactly. Exactly right, Corey. Hey, uh, Arnie, uh, Israel and Hamas, uh, is there any end in sight? Uh, hostages still? I mean, this thing was October 7th. We're in February now. Yes, it seems like a long time ago. Um, you know, there, from what I'm hearing, there is a little bit of optimism that a hostage deal may potentially be close. They, um, uh, the United States and Egypt and others met, I guess, in Qatar, Qatar yesterday. Uh, apparently there's a framework of a deal where there would be a pause for maybe six weeks. There would be the release of, of hostages um, on both sides. Um, or excuse me, let me not say that. There would be release of hostages of Israeli and other hostages held by Hamas in exchange for the release of 
many, many more prisoners being held in, in, in Israeli jails. Um, but that's the type of deal that Israel has to do. So I'm hoping, you know, for the, look, for the, for the benefit of the families, um, to get their loved ones back. And we don't even know how many are alive still. Um, but hopefully that would be a great thing. I think a pause right now, uh, would not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, you know, there's humanitarian aid that still needs to get in there. But at the end of the day, we're still faced with the one thing, and that is Hamas is a terrorist organization. Yep. What it did on October 7 is unprecedented evil, and they need to be destroyed. And the question is, you know, are they destroyed now without a pause? Are they destroyed later? But they cannot remain because if we ever hope to have a real peace solution, a two-state solution, um, you can't have on your border an enemy that, you know, has within its own, you know, constitution, your destruction. You no, can't of course. live like that. No, of course so not. You can't. We're still faced with those kind of issues, but at least it would be wonderful if we could get the hostages released and back to their families. Any, uh, how do you view the the Palestinian Authority on the West Bank resigning. Yeah, that that was interesting. I it, I saw the news today, and it's been kind of talked about over the weekend. Um, not totally sure what that means, to be honest. I think one thing that it could mean is that there is a recognition within the current Palestinian Authority, which is, as you say, that's who regulates the West Bank, not Gaza, but the West Bank, um, may, maybe there is new leadership that could emerge because I think it's the hope of the United States. I, I think Israel is a little bit more skeptical, but I think it's the hope of the United States and, the, and, the, and a lot of the world that the Palestinian Authority might be able to step in place in Gaza when this thing ends and be kind of the, the governmental authority uh, as opposed to Hamas being in government. Um, so, look, any improvements on the Palestinian Authority would be good because yep. they, they have truly been a very weak, inefficient, corrupt organization. So I, I take it as kind of good news, as best as I understand it. How long does Netanyahu last, in your opinion? I mean, before October 7th, protests for a year, hundreds of thousands of Israelis concerned about, you know, emphasizing the legislative, de-emphasizing the, the courts – uh, then the war breaks out. Now a lot of, you know, in the beginning, it's just unity of Israel. Uh, politics yeah. don't matter. Uh, you're fighting a war. It's co- kind of reminding me of post-Katrina New Orleans. Everybody was singing Kumbaya. Months later, political factions, black, white, everything kicked back into play of the olden days. Uh, a lot of folks are complaining, like, how does Let- Netanyahu, you know, Mr. War President or, or, you know, the, 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 the guy that's hardcore about protecting Israel, how does he let this, this security breach, the worst in Israel's history, arguably, how does he allow this to happen? Uh, coupled with, he's not for a two-state solution, Arnie. I, I don't, how long does Netanyahu last, in your opinion? You can't, you yeah. can't, and then throw in the legal issues for crying that, out that's loud. The, that's the $100,000 question. You know, every time you think that Bibi Netanyahu's political future is, over, he ends up forming a coalition and staying as prime minister. I I will say this, and this is my personal opinion, and I'm sure there are members of my own Jewish community that won't agree with this. 
I think it's time for BB to go um, for many reasons. I, I think, again, what happened on October 7 is the worst security failure in Israel's history. It was on his watch, and, and he's got to be held accountable for it, number one. N- number two is, you know, all of the stuff that preceded October 7, you know, all, all the reason there were 100,000-plus every Saturday night protesting against him dealt with some judicial reforms and other things happening in Israel that a lot of Israelis just didn't agree with. And then the third is, look, whether this is perception or reality, in order for us to get to a peace, and and look, peace, some kind of solution, we can't in Israel keep fighting decade after decade after decade. You just can't. It's not the answer. So there has to be some creative solutions. It's going to take bold leadership. It's going to take probably new leadership in order to get us to that place. But at the same time, there has to be a partner on the other side with the Palestinians that is also willing to be bold and willing to provide Israel with the security that any country and any citizenry would demand. So I think there's some future hope here, but we need to get this this current conflict resolved and finished at some point before we can start really talking about the long term. Yeah, I agree that Netanyahu's got to go October 7th. The politics, uh, the extreme part of it, uh, with the protests, uh, no two state, he's not for that, and his own legal issues. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a list. Now, Arnie, you just ended your thought with something that I was about to go into. I mean, Bill Clinton, you go on YouTube, just frustrated Bill Clinton. He's like, we gave the Palestinians the West Bank, gave them Gaza. It's still not enough. Like, he's like frustrated, like, and, and Bill's a liberal Democrat. So, you know, uh, and this isn't Hamas. He's talking about Palestinians in general. So I, I just, this thing's been going on so long. And it's just amazing to me that, uh, regular Israelis, regular Palestinians where their kids play soccer together and stuff, the yeah. adults can't seem to get along. Um, the regular ones. And then you throw in the extremes. You know, like Clinton was saying, I'm dealing with regular Palestinians, giving them everything they want, and it's not enough. He couldn't, can't get it done. It's just, I don't know how you get it done. Well, it's, it's very frustrating because there's been, there's been many occasions in history where the Palestinians have had an opportunity for statehood and different things have occurred and they've rejected it. And, but, but again, Corey, you're, you're a young guy, but I'm an older guy. I, I remember things like North, Northern Ireland and conflicts that, you know, you thought would never get resolved. You <coughs> remember 68 a, and 73. I don't remember 68 and 73, and you do, so. <laughs> well, I, I, I believe that ultimately Israelis and Palestinians at the end of the day want to live with security. They want to live with a, a prosperous economy. They want to raise their kids. No different than what we in yeah. New Orleans or anywhere else in the world would want. It's just we got to have leadership that's willing to make those decisions to get there. Look on on the on the on the Arab side, you've had you've had leaders assassinated. You had Sadat assassinated. On the Israeli side, you had Rabin assassinated by Israelis. Uh, it's you, mind you cannot let the fringes, the extremes you know, knock you out of a potential solution here. And and that's what I hope and pray for. Let's get this 
resolution. Uh, let's get this conflict re- resolved. Let's get the hostages home. And, th- and then maybe with the help of the world and America, let's figure out how do we create that environment where Israelis and Palestinians can both be safe and secure. Because you got to have that. If you don't have that, nothing's going to happen. But if you have that, then how do we work together you know, to create a, a peaceful resolution uh, for the long term. And I, I'm an optimist, but I think it's going to take new leadership, bold leadership, you know, that's not afraid. And right now on both sides, I mean, there's there's a lot of extremists on, on the Palestinian side with Hamas and, and, and Islamic Jihad and on the Israeli side. There are some ministers in the current government, candidly, that do not represent Jewish values, in my opinion. And, you know, we can't let those voices you know, be the ones that are heard. Well, what the sad part is, I mean, we, every human's connected by DNA. Jews and Israel, Palestinians are very, very connected by DNA, like almost the same people. So are a lot of Arabs. I'm, I'm Arab. You know, I'm half Syrian, half Lebanese. I say Syrian Lebanese because Syria was Lebanon. Lebanon was Syria. These, there's been so much change over centuries and centuries and centuries. It's just, uh, no, it, it's sad. I mean, it, it, the Jews and Palestinians are almost like Louisiana people and Texans. Very yeah. different, but very alike in so many ways. Same food, same culture in a lot of ways. It's just, it's, it's really sad. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, you, you know from your Lebanese background, I mean, you could go into Beirut, Tel Aviv, or Gaza City and have falafel and, and, and other Middle Eastern yep. delicacies. And, yep. I mean, it is a shame. It's a shame that we've been fighting. But look, it's it's been a fight since 1948 when Israel was created. People did not want Israel to be there, yep. and and war started from the immediate moment of its declaration. <laughs> yep. We got to find a, a better pathway because I have to tell you, I think Israelis are fatigued. I think Palestinians are fatigued. Yep. And the loss of life, you know, whether no matter what side you're on on this situation. The loss of innocent life and children is heartbreaking. It I mean, is. I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah, no, you're right. Very heartbreaking. Hey, Arnie, uh, a, a big time positive. It's amazing. You're you're one of the big movers and shakers. This Ninth Ward Stadium that you guys are getting done. T- tell us about it. We're almost there, Corey. It's been five years now of uh, a labor of love of myself, and I've got. Uh, Nine other board members are doing a terrific job. We've, you know, we've raised ten million. Um, we're hoping still that we can raise two million more <clears throat> to get us to twelve. But even with that, the project's moving right now. Um, uh, a, a very well-known architect by the name of John Williams, who I'm sure Carl you've heard of. John was uh, hired uh, under bid by the uh, school board last summer. He and his design team have spent the last six months designing the stadium. Um, you know, we're still in the design phase, but we hope to be at construction, um, you know, by later this year. And we hope that the stadium could be open either late 25 or early 26. Um, it's going to be a great project, um, open to, um, middle schools, high schools, uh, throughout, uh, Orleans parish. Uh, it'll be available for football, soccer, um, track and field you know, lacrosse, you know, any sport that you could play on a field like that. Um, and, and again, we haven't built a stadium like this in Orleans Parish in literally decades. You know, every team right now either plays at 
Gormley for big games or uh, Pan American or uh, Joe Brown Park, and uh, we desperately need a facility like this. So <clears throat> I'm very excited. We're, we're, we're really getting close, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll break ground later this year and then uh, open the stadium you know, a year, year and a half later. But if there's anybody listening, I have to tell you, we still need $2 million more. <clears throat> and we have naming rights for the stadium available. So I would love to see a, one of our private companies step up to the plate and uh, take this great opportunity. Arnie, I've got uh, maybe four or six words for you. And it's it's done. You ready? Yeah. Todd Graves, Raising Canes Football Stadium. I I I have um we we have we are reaching out to Todd. Uh There you go. And if he's listening, Todd, I don't know you personally, but <clears throat> Sorry, Cart. Um, I've heard nothing but great things, and I am happy to jump in my car and get over to Baton Rouge and meet in person with you at any time. No, that's the key guy. You know, I'll give you seven billion reasons. Plus, he is ridiculously civic-minded. I'm telling you that he he would care about that. He he invested in New Orleans with all these raising canes and like old Burger Kings and uh and and KFCs, which is not their model. They build from scratch, so he he believed in New Orleans. So uh, I I think he would just stroke you a check in a second to cover those naming rights. Honestly, Arnie, you got to get in touch with Todd. I'm going to Corey. I'm going to pursue that uh, aggressively. I promise you that. Yeah, I can't think of another one that's bigger. Hey, I know you got to run Nord. What? How do you feel, Nord? That was like your baby. You had great plans for Nord, and then you know different things. You're you know, out of politics and the like, different mayor comes in, de-emphasizes your plans. What do you feel? How do you feel Nord is in 2024, Arnie? Well, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to be critical of, of still of, a broken entity Nord, Nord or, or, or the people, I, because it does serve a good purpose. It, I'll just say this, <clears throat> the reform effort that the voters passed in 2010 is not, what we have today. It's not what we envisioned. Um, and I'll be honest, I've kind of dropped out of the Nord, you know, uh, you know, discussion. It's, you know, I, I've had discussions with past mayors and, uh, I, I had a discussion with the current mayor and, uh, it offered my personal involvement and she didn't want it, which is fine. Um, but I, I want Nord to be successful. I want the kids to enjoy the type of recreational experience that I had when I grew up. Um, same thing with seniors, but I think Nord has a long way to go. And I think in the next mayoral election, I think Nord should be a major issue for people. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, there's uh, just a reluctance. I don't know why. It's such an obvious solution to so many future problems. Uh, and it's proven everywhere in America. It's, it's really a no-brainer, and it's frustrating that it is still a dysfunctional entity in the city of New Orleans. Like you said, 14 years after the 2010 uh, uh, legis- – uh, not legislation, the city vote. What what was supposed to happen with that 2010 vote? What what, well, what was we, Nord supposed to a, become? We had a great plan. And remember, the vote was, if I remember, something like 70-30. So it was an overwhelming vote. Um 
I mean, it, it had many components to it. It was, you know, the system that we were recommending was really patterned after Baton Rouge. Um, yeah, Breck is good. Breck is with good. With the Breck system. Yep. <clears throat> but it just hasn't turned out that way. And, you know, and I don't know, you know, look, there have been improvements and there's been some awards won and all that. I just don't, from the outside, see that it's that much different than it was, um, you know, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Yep. And we can do much better. And as you said, Corey, you know, look, Nord is really important. I mean, to it's important from the standpoint of giving young people opportunities, crime prevention, um, you know, creating mentors with great coaches who are still in the system, you know, helping kids. But I, I'm really hoping, I, I'll be honest, I mean, I'm hoping this will be a point of discussion in the next mayoral election because we really can do better. And and that's not a negative and a slap on the current director or anybody else because, you know, I think Larry's heart is in the right place just as his predecessor were. It's just the system you know, hasn't changed all that much over the decade, and I think it needs some reform. Arnie, any final thoughts till we do it again next time? Yeah, I'd love to, Corey. You do a great job, and uh, and uh, just want to tell everybody, um, you know, this is we're so lucky to live in this city, and uh, you know, every time I come back from one of these international trips, you know, and I land at uh, MSY, it's like I'm so happy to be home because I just can't think of a better place in America to be right now. So let's stay positive. Let's stay optimistic. we got a lot of things going for us. Uh, I heard Eugene talk about the Pels. Uh, definitely a playoff team. Um, <clears throat> a lot of optimism about the Saints going in the next year and, and a lot of other things. So let's just keep the optimism and keep working hard to make the city as good as it could be. Hey, Arnie, how can folks find out about the Ninth Ward Stadium, even contribute to the Ninth Ward Stadium project? Yeah, you go, you go on the website, uh, ninthwardstadium.com, uh, and you'll see you know some videos and pictures and some other stuff. And <clears throat> there is a donate section on there if you'd like to do that. Um, and if, and again, uh, you know, if anybody knows of companies that would be interested in naming rights, we have both field naming rights, uh, like they do at Tulane Stadium, and we have overall stadium naming rights. And while we can build a really nice stadium at 10 million, if we can get it up to 12 million, we could build something magnificent. So, you know, please reach out to me. My contact's on there and, uh, would love to hear from anybody. Latrum Field at Raising Cane Stadium? <clears throat> that sounds good. You know, Corey, with all of the advertisers that I see on TV and listen on radio that you've got, you know what? I'm going to – maybe I can have you serve as our broker, put them all together, and we'll raise the $10 million that way. How's that? I'm very, I'm very civic-minded and I'm dedicated to the radio and television platform. Otherwise, I would have been in sales and have been a millionaire, Arnie. <laughs> well, you do a, you do a really good job, Corey. We're we're lucky in this city <laughs> to have you here. You've been a staple since I moved here and before, and you've always been a great uh, advocate for this community. And I I want to thank you for that. You're a really good, honest, civic-minded man, Arnie. It's it's good to have you in the city. I'm glad you've stuck around. Thanks, Corey. You be well and. Uh, Talk to you soon. See you, Arnie. That's Arnie Filco, former New Orleans City Councilman, fresh off of a trip to Ukraine. 
No, I, I don't get the – well, I get it. It's politics, but that's it. I mean, we're in this thing. We started it. That's enough right there. We got in it. You don't back out and lose. We're the United States. You're in it to win it, or you don't get in it in the beginning. And then it's about protecting NATO. It's about protecting Europe. It's about Putin. It's You got a proxy war, essentially, the United States versus Russia through Ukraine. Destroy them. Destroy Russia. Cripple their military plant their whole military operation no and then protect europe and then who builds you rebuilds ukraine the united states plus we've got all our defense contractors working we're restocking our defense supply there's there's almost no downside to this and it's not it's like arnie said the largest percentage of the money that goes to Ukraine is actually go, being spent in the United States of America. I just don't get it. Get to beat Russia. Get to build up, rebuild up our military. Get to you, get rid of all the old, outdated stuff. Shelf life of missiles, all that. Get Use them while you know there's no shelf life problem. Replace them, replenish Get to rebuild Ukraine, get to knock Russia on their rear end. I, I just, it's not great. It's not a good thing that Russia invaded Ukraine, but they did. Sitting back and doing nothing was not an option. Allowing Ukraine just to become part of Russia is not an option. What's next? What's next? Plus, Putin is insane and he's a dictator and he's a murderer. And Trump's like, yeah, every country does that. All countries, it's just like insane. And then folks justifying that type of of comment. Anti-American. really is. Hey, I just mentioned Latrum, the global manufacturing giant. Just mentioned them to Arnie. Latrum is unbelievable. Invented the shrimp peeling machine. A New Orleans man, New Orleans company, still born and bred based right here out of New Orleans. Never moved, never went on the stock exchange, never sold out. The shrimp peeling machine... Still the industry standard worldwide. That led to something even bigger. The all-plastic modular conveyor belt. Anheuser-Busch, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mercedes-Benz, Ford. Worldwide. Intralox, the Latrum, all-plastic modular conveyor belts. The industry standard. Go to the website. You'll be proud as a New Orleanian to check out this New Orleans company and see what they do worldwide. Or... Even better, if you're looking for a new job, a career. Latrum's got you covered. East Bankers, West Bankers, over 1,400 employees at Latrum's Elmwood campus. North Shore folks, Latrum's got an I-12 facility with a few hundred employees, and they're looking for you. For a full listing of positions available, Latrum.com. Latrum spelled L-A-I-T-R-A-M. Check out the website, Latrum.com. Here at the NOLA Coalition, we love our kids and we love our city. The people of New Orleans are standing together for a better future. By harnessing our collective resources, the NOLA Coalition will create a safer, more prosperous city for all residents. Your support is needed to help reduce violence, invest in our children, and drive generational change. Join now at NOLACoalition.info. 
It's time to relax. The Woodhouse Day Spa, Metro New Orleans' premier day spa experience, now with five area locations. For a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway, the Metro area's premier day spa experience is at the Woodhouse Day Spa, and now five area locations. New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and our newest location in Mandeville, the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com. My situ, that's Arabic for grandmother, used to make the best football kibbe. You can experience kibbe just like my grandmother used to make and so many other Middle Eastern favorites on the streetcar line. Lebanon's Cafe. Why wear the same old glasses that everyone else is wearing? Stand out from the crowd. Come to Art and Eyes. Art and Eyes is not your typical eyeglasses store. It's one of the finest eyewear shops in the country, right here in New Orleans, with precision-engineered prescription lenses and gorgeous high-quality frames from the heart of Europe, Japan, and the United States. Our products are thoughtfully curated, and our staff are here to help you find exactly the right frames. Art and Eyes on Magazine, as unique as you. Hi, this is Joey Helm. My dad, Bunky Helm, had a vision. A vision of a locally family-owned store serving the residential and commercial paint needs of New Orleans. I think Dad would be proud of today's Helm Paint Decorating, and here's why. We have the best technical staff in the business, providing the best color matching service in Southeast Louisiana. Perfect matching for any color and any brand. And we'll save your colors so you don't have to save those old cans. Helm Paint offers free two-hour delivery. Our in-store decorators will assist you on deciding what color and type of paint to best showcase your home. But most importantly, as your local independent Benjamin Moore dealer, our products provide the greatest value in the paint industry, superior coverage, and Benjamin Moore paint simply covers better and lasts longer. New Orleans is a city of vibrant color, and no one else provides the paints of New Orleans like Helm Paint and Decorating. Visit any of our six locations or online at HelmPaint.com. For Leidenheimer Baking Company, producing the perfect French bread is more than a vocation. It's a sacred mission. And for five generations, they've used the same time-honored process, baking their signature loaf with its crisp crust and delicate center, unique and still good to the last crumb. From the finest French Quarter restaurants to your local po'boy shop, for over 125 years, New Orleans' own Leidenheimer. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. 
From the owners of Katie's in Mid-City and Bienvenue in Harahan, an old-school deli with over a dozen specialty sandwiches. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview between Canal Boulevard and West End. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria. Rouse's, New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's has the only full-service grocery stores both in the French Quarter on Royal Street and in the CBD on Barone in the old Sewell Cadillac building. The Rouse's on the River, Chapatulas at Napoleon, is in a century-old warehouse. And uptown on Ferret at the corner of Valence is Rouse's all-new boutique store. With seven locations in Orleans Parish, Rouse's is New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Why aren't you at Katie's right now in Mid-City? What are you waiting for? The quintessential New Orleans neighborhood restaurant, Katie's in Mid-City. Corey Johnson with you. Yeah, you right. Boy, I love Katie's food. I love the flat screen TVs. I've been talking about fried shrimp platters. I'll probably be heading over to Katie's to experience that. Because so many people, the majority of people, can't make a fried shrimp po' boy or fried shrimp platter. Greasy, the, the, the flaking off with the, the batter and the like. No one wants that. Katie's in mid-city, a big, big taste in New Orleans. Big portions, great for sharing. More, more is better. More of the good things. Flat screen TVs, great food, great people, lots of New Orleans characters. Why aren't you at Katie's in Mid-City right now? Hey, if you missed the 4 o'clock hour, you missed Councilman Eugene Green, District D. If you missed the last hour, you missed Arnie Philco, former city councilman of New Orleans that just got back from Ukraine. Not that it matters now. It's after 5 o'clock. But New Orleans City Hall, many of you know that we're trying to do business there today. Closed emergency repairs. A big water main had to be repaired. No water in the building. Uh, city Hall will reopen tomorrow. How about a new City Hall? And Central City, it is a no-brainer. Right next door to downtown, six blocks from the present City Hall or so. And, and, and a leg up for Central City. And when you build a new city hall, you don't build some behemoth like you have downtown. What is that, probably 400,000 square feet? Probably get away with like 100,000 square feet, technologically advanced. You're not building, like if you were breaking ground today, you're not building a city hall for 2025 or 2026. You're building a city hall for 2035, 2036. Technologically advanced, fewer people, less employees, do it more online, making things easier, getting rid of a bunch of departments that you have right now that there's just redundancy, not needed, that type of thing. No, time for a new city hall. And Central City is a no-brainer. Everyone wins. Everyone wins, including this guy. He's going to be our next mayor. He's going to be very effective. I think more effective than the present mayor, more effective than previous mayors. I'm excited to announce his candidacy coming up in just a few short years. May I introduce the one and only Blue Boy, Mayor, City of New Orleans. What's that, buddy? Education? 
economic possibilities. You're on the infrastructure. Now with Corey Johnson oh, boy. on TV on Cox Channel 4 and Spectrum Channel 333. Also on YouTube, on radio at Nolatalk 93.9 FM, WSLA New Orleans. It's 6 p.m.